Hello there, and welcome to your free trial of Chuck of Tech, your guide to all things tech premium. For $29.99 a month, you get special access to all things tech. You get to hear my voice, and you get to listen to me talking about tech news for around 20 minutes. Your free trial expires by the time this episode ends, so please don't forget to not cancel your free trial by the end of the episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start, shall we? So first things first, Amazon. Who doesn't love subscription services? I know Amazon does. They are so consumer friendly, it's insane. For around like, what, 20, 15 bucks a month, you get Amazon Prime, free shipping. Uh, I think, you uh, know, Prime Day exists. Uh, you get Amazon Prime Video, uh, you know, The Boys, Shrek. Uh, you also get uh, Audible if you want to listen to some music uh, on your Fire tablet. Of course, you get access to books and healthcare. Yeah, healthcare too. You heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. Soon, Amazon will be in charge of giving you medical healthcare. Unfortunately, it's not Jeff Bezos who, who does it directly. But, you know, it's the thought that counts, you know? Jeff Bezos really does care about me after all. How does something like this happen? Well, by buying companies. I mean, I, th I think it's pretty much it's pretty much the only business nowadays. So, for 200 bucks a month, you get access to an app. Yeah, that's basically Netflix, uh, but uh, you know, health stuff, you know, uh, body sicknesses, diseases. You get 24/7 uh, access to on-demand telehealth. You know, health on television. And if you feel really sick, you get um, same or next day appointments on uh, something like 100, 125 offices. But it's not a regular office. No, 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 no. This is the Netflix of healthcare we're talking about. It needs to be special. So it's going to be a comfortable doctor's office. Um, not entirely sure what they mean by comfortable because uh, if I'm going to be honest, most of the uncomfortableness uh, that comes from a doctor's appointment is... Probably the doctor. Sure, I, I suppose the, the furniture also doesn't necessarily help. But speaking from experience, I can tell you I don't get nervous by plastic chair uh, anymore. So it's pretty cool to see Amazon, you know, broadening services. Um, you know, it, it's no longer just buying stuff. You now subscribe to stuff. So I'm not entirely sure if one medical uh, gets included as part of Amazon Prime. I hope not. Because that could make Amazon Prime a lot more expensive. Personally, I think Amazon is just buying them uh, either for, you know, their experience or just for the revenue. I don't think Amazon wants to do anything in the healthcare market. But when it comes to the video on demand stuff, now that's where we're talking. Um, the Boys is a show that exists and Shrek is the greatest movie of all time. Sue me. But one thing a lot of people, including me, didn't necessarily like about Amazon Prime Video is the video player of it. Not the content. The content is ironically hilarious. It's so bad, it's actually good. But it's the video player itself. And the entire design of the, the service as a whole. But hopefully not anymore. Amazon is upgrading the design of... The entirety of Amazon Prime Video, I hope that also includes the fundamentals of the video player. It's atrocious. So anyways, um, it looks better, it looks, uh, you know, sleeker, it looks exactly like most other subscription services out there. You know, it's Amazon Prime Video. I don't blame them, they all look the same because the design is actually 
quite user friendly. Uh, except Netflix, uh, Netflix is a bit different from the rest. But the main difference between something like Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video, Netflix, uh, Hulu is a whole other story. But the main difference between them is, of course, the color scheme. I mean, it's good news, I suppose. Uh, people can finally start to use the app. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Uh, so yeah, Amazon Prime Video is getting an update that certainly does exist. So let's see subscription services. Uh, what else can I talk about? Well, Mercedes is adding a subscription service. Uh, I think like 18 bucks a month for heated seats. That's in South Korea for now. Uh, pretty big wins when it comes to gaming subscription services. Xbox Game Pass got As Dusk Falls, Paw Patrol, uh, the Peppa Pig game. And I, you know, best value on gaming. And uh, PS Plus got Stray. You know, that cat game. It's a pretty cool game, I'll give it that, the graphics are nice, but as someone who's scared of cats, uh, yeah, uh, something about it just ticks me off a bit. There are rumors uh, Microsoft is gonna, you know, buy Netflix, because that's a thing apparently multi-trillion dollar companies do. Okay, I can't think of any more subscription service based news, so uh, until I figure out uh, one that suddenly just comes up, let's talk about Tesla. Uh, or Elon Musk as a whole, he's just, yeah, you know, what, what a guy. Uh, so Tesla is apparently adding Steam integration with a demo probably next month. Yes, I mean, don't you just love playing, uh, I don't know, CSGO or Battlefield 2042 or whatever comes up to my mind in a Tesla? Sure, you can still use your Xbox, your PS controller, but seriously in a car? Well, if that's the case, then screw PCs, I'm gonna get a $30,000 Tesla just to play LEGO DC supervillains. But honestly, uh, that's to be expected. The technology exists, um, you know, RDNA 2, uh, graphics in, in a car for some reason. We could already play some games on a Tesla, but it was usually light stuff. I don't know how uh, it will fare against, you know, heavy AAA titles. I think it'll still play well. I mean, what's the screen's resolu resolution? I doubt it's even uh, 1440p. Speaking of Teslas, um, the Cybertruck still probably exists. Again, we don't necessarily know, but at least we have some talks of it coming ne next year, mid-2023. It still did not begin mass production yet, which is to be expected. So apparently the reason for this is because of Tesla's production problems as a whole. Uh, not just Cybertruck uh, units, Model S, X, 3, Y, uh, all of them had production problems because apparently a factory in Shanghai has been shut down a couple of times because of COVID. So yeah, if you're ever wondering uh, when you'd get your Cybertruck, probably next year, minimum. Can it play Crisis? We don't know yet. But that opens the question, can Teslas do ray tracing? RTN2, the architecture could do it, I'm not sure how well ray tracing would work in a Tesla. I think it depends on the model though. What if I put AMD Smart Link in the Tesla itself, if that's even possible, so I could stream my games from the Tesla to my phone? How many games could you install in a Tesla at once? Uh, I mean, I assume Teslas have some sort of uh, uh, free storage, you know, for recordings or whatnot. So uh, that just makes me very curious. So in conclusion, Teslas are officially the best handheld gaming system uh, on the go. 
especially in the middle of a heat wave. Like we can't even play a Nintendo Switch or with a Steam Deck outside. No, 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 no. We need something with heavy active cooling. Teslas. Oh, would you look at that? My subscription service alarm came up. Oh, something from NVIDIA GeForce now. Okay, so good news to whoever has a 120 hertz phone. You can now stream NVIDIA GeForce now uh, at 120 frames per second. So in the past, this feature did exist, especially on phones too. Uh, you could stream um, uh, games at 120 FPS only on certain phones from Samsung, Google, OnePlus, Xiaomi, and Asus. But now it's pretty much available to all phones that just in general have uh, at least 120 hertz screens, which is good. Yeah, a uh, couple of problems. It's not on the priority tier uh, that costs 10 bucks a month. No, that's only on the RTX 3080 tier for 20 bucks a month. That doesn't include free games. It, it just includes the ability to stream games. So you still have to, you know, pay money for the games. I suppose that's a good feature. 120 FPS is certainly better than 60. But I just worry about uh, the battery life and the data usage. Especially for mobile data. Oh, please use Wi-Fi on this. Do not overheat your phone, like at all, please. I should mention that the 120fps mode does not support iPhones or iPad in any way, shape or form. Which is a shame. But at least you're getting Apple Arcade, which is losing like 15 games this month or something. Well, that's the end of that, I suppose. I'm gonna miss that subscription service a lot. I miss wasting money. Oh, would you look at that, a new DLXPS 13 just dropped. Oh, with Ubuntu support! Oh, let's go! Okay, so Linux is a very sensitive operating system. Um, because, you know, you have many different, uh, you know, subsets or types of Linux, uh, and you don't know which parts would work with the OS at all, so it's, it's pretty difficult, especially on a laptop, to convert from, you know, Windows to a Linux operating system. That was one of the many drawbacks of Linux, but hopefully, um, and I'm being completely serious, with the Dell XPS uh, 13 plus minus divided times whatever, uh, you get a straightforward way of getting Linux without having to worry about overheating uh, your CPU or something. Now, this isn't anything new. Uh, Dell and Canonical did do other collaborations in the past uh, with developer editions, which had Linux, but it was older versions, 20.04 LTS for Ubuntu. But now, the new Dell XPS 13 is the first to be officially certified for Ubuntu 22.04 LTS, which, which came back in April 21st, I believe. Yeah. In other news, Alienware is feeling pretty devious um, at this time of year. Introducing uh, the M17R5 and the X17R2. Is there a laptop name generator I don't know of yet? This feels randomly generated. There's something about M17R5 and X17R2 maybe we just don't understand yet. Anyways, new gaming laptops from anywhere. Something to hopefully celebrate. So they're both uh, either AMD or Intel powered. Uh, they both have pretty good screens, really high refresh rate of 360Hz. The M17R5 is, you know, certified AMD Advantage, which is good for anyone um, who just likes AMD stuff, you know. 
I am the biggest fan of AMD. I buy anything with an AMD logo on it. I bought the entire stock of AMD t-shirts. I bought that AMD bicycle. I buy all the used RX 6400s. I only use FSR 1.0 because it has one and AMD is always number one. I only use FSR 2.0 when playing on an Intel system. Yeah, I almost threw up saying that. Okay, but in all seriousness, AMD, just like Intel, they both do pretty good chips. But that's not the point, there's an upgrade path here. This laptop can be better if I just waste even more money. Yes. So, by spending another 300 US dollars, instead of a 360 hertz screen, which is, you know, pretty fast, you'll get upgraded to a 480 hertz screen with 3 millisecond response time, 300 nit brightness, and 100% sRGB color gamut. Only thing that sets this back just a tiny bit is that it's 1080p and not even 1440p, but it's a 400Hz screen. At this point, 1080p is a blessing. Okay, so let's discuss. I doubt that this can run any game other than Minesweeper at almost 500 frames per second. Not to say that it's bad at uh, playing games, I mean, far from it. These are pretty good when it comes to performance. But 500Hz is a bit much. Like, uh, unless you want to scroll Twitter at 500 frames per second, I doubt that there's relatively any use for it. It has FreeSync and G-Sync, which is good for, you know, this type of insane refresh rate. But if I'm gonna be honest, and this is uh, coming from a person who loves wasting money, I think the, uh, the 360Hz is pretty good, even the 4K version. Okay, this time we're going back to Dell. Uh, we got one more pretty expensive laptop at $1,400. Okay, so introducing the Dell G16 model 7620, uh, which comes out two days ago. This is Dell's first ever 16-inch 16 by 10 aspect ratio display. So, uh, this is more vertical, it's slightly bigger, it's it has Dell on it. There's the G series logo beneath the keyboard right next to the trackpad. But the main headline is of course the slightly more vertical display. So uh, you got a 2560 by 1600 uh, QHD uh, display with a 165Hz refresh rate. The laptop itself can be configured up to a 3070 Ti. Oh yeah, right, there's different versions of 3070 Ti's. Okay, so uh, uh, just in case, I'm gonna mention TDPs of uh, RTX mobile chips from now on. Uh, so, in this case, you can go up to an RTX 3070 Ti with a max TDP of 140 watts. While the base version is an RTX 3050 Ti. You get only the Core i7-12700H with... Um, starting at 8 gigs of RAM, which can be upgraded to 32 gigs, and 512 gigs of storage, which can be upgraded to 2 terabytes. Uh, the RTX 3050 Ti model lacks Thunderbolt 4, so honestly, that's kind of a shame. But at least there is a version that does have Thunderbolt. So, for $1,400 for uh, an, a Core i7-12700H and the 3050 Ti with 8 gigs of RAM and 512 gigs of storage, for $1,400, this is excellent for wasting money. Anything, 460 more pixels, but vertically. Anything I say. Okay, moving on to our next topic. So, dual screen technology. I love it. You 
probably do. I have a dual monitor setup. Uh, it's pretty cool, pretty productive and all that. It's also great for gaming, just as Nintendo. Uh, you got the Nintendo 3DS back in 2011 after its successor, the DS, sold over 100 million copies. So, uh, 3DS didn't do as well, but hey, it was a success uh, on Nintendo's part, uh, well known for their handhelds. So, good on Nintendo for creating the 3DS. Now move on to the Wii U, now, now that's a moment if I do say so myself. Uh, only 12 million copies sold. I am one of the few that say that the Wii U was highly underrated and it deserved to get better games that utilized uh, the gamepad a lot more than games we have today. Seriously, Mario Kart 8, uh, the highlight feature on the gamepad is you could, you know, honk the horn of, of your cart. That was the Wii U's main gimmick. Moving on, uh, both are unfortunately shutting down their eShops next year. I mean, we had this coming for a long time. Uh, it was inevitable, as Thanos would say. So, uh, starting August 29th of this year, uh, you cannot be able to add funds to your uh, Nintendo account. And starting March 27th of next year, you won't be able to purchase uh, or download any new games. Uh, purchased or own games, yeah, I think you can uh, still re-download them for the foreseeable future. But other than that, yeah, uh, F in the chat, I've always wanted to play Sonic Lost World on the Wii U. I've, I've played it on the 3DS, but I've always wanted to get the Wii U version. Let's take a break from your free trial of Chuckle Stack here, get all things stack premium. Uh, thank you for your increased watch time. By now, I, I'm sure you've guessed that this episode is now much, much longer than it needs to be because, you know, we need to make sure the analytics of this episode are just right. So thank you, again, for the increased watch time. Today, I, Sin Azam, am proud to announce a new tier for Chuckle Tech Premium called Chuckle Tech Your Guide to All Things Tech Premium All Access. With Chuckle Tech Your Guide to All Things Tech Premium All Access, you get exclusive access to all things about my life, uh, such as what clothes I wear, and with such award-winning originals as my daily routine, my favorite milkshake, the specs of my closet, and early viewings of my new original reality TV show, Tech the Check, where I, the host, travel all around the world in search of the least technologically advanced places, no matter how small, and make fun of it. Donations are accepted, however this will not go any charity of anyone's choice, it will instead fund my future collection of NFTs, featuring such designs from many award-winning uh, artists all around the world, me included, and would be sold at a carbon-positive environment for around 25 Ethereum a pop. Thanks for listening to this message, and thanks for the watch time yeah, you're a good person, so thank you. And let's get back to regular programming. I just got a call from the CEO of Chuckle Tech. Apparently, Chuckle Tech, your guide to all things tech, has been renewed for a second season and five spin-offs. I'm very excited to see the future of uh, the re the revenue stream. I mean, uh, uh, what we as creatives uh, um, can can achieve with such riveting IP. You know, if you keep your subscription of Chuckle Tech, your guide to all things tech, premium. You'll get an extra phone charger for free with no additional cost. Just send us which type of phone you have, uh, where you live, 
uh, your age, social security number, you know, uh, all the details, and we'll send it to you right away. Next up is another subscription service. This time, Microsoft Office. I love Microsoft Office. Uh, don't you? Uh, I mean, Word, that's excellent. I mean, you see how uh, the inputs go and they come out as text on a computer screen? That's insane. And PowerPoint? Seriously? So, gra so graphically intensive. I can't believe my phone can run PowerPoint. And there's also Excel. Um... Microsoft Publisher, I think, uh, and of course, uh, one of the trendiest uh, social media platforms of all time now, Microsoft Teams. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the most popular teleconferencing um, platform has now become uh, the enterprise version of Facebook, so to speak. Plus, they're also getting uh, stories, you know, something similar to Instagram for some reason. So when you first open Teams, you'll find uh, the different tabs on the left. Uh, you have Teams, Calendar, Chats, Notifications, whatever. The new one being Viva Engage. It's Facebook, but you have to pay to even use it. I, I, I love it. I, I love that idea so much. So essentially what happens here is Microsoft has LinkedIn, right? I believe it's its own uh, social media, whatever. You know, if you want to get hired, you got to use LinkedIn. But this is if you're already hired by a company. You can also use Office in meetings uh, and collaborate. Anyone in the meeting would be able to use, you know, your Excel file, your PowerPoint and your Word file all at once, which is actually kind of cool. But, you know, I think the most important thing here is the stories. Yes. I need to refresh my followers on Microsoft Teams about my daily routine, what coffee I drink, you know, the fundamentals. I keep just looking at um, the interface for Viva Engage, and I am being completely serious when I say it's just Facebook uh, with a bit of Instagram on the side. That's basically it. I don't know why anyone would use it instead of something like Facebook if, the, if they're already using Facebook. But hey, if you're a really big organization, sure. Why not? Why not? I mean, you waste more money, so that's always a good thing. Okay, uh, next up is actually quite a bad news type of thing. Um, I mean, let's be honest. It's all just about money in the end, which is a good thing. But in this upcoming topic, not so much. So, uh, the creators of Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons, and uh, coming up Minecraft Legends, uh, Mojang, or Mojang, whichever one you want to call it, uh, they have made a statement on um, the just in incredible concept of NFTs. And unfortunately, they wrote the following, quote, Integrations of NFTs with Minecraft are generally not something we will support or allow. And another statement, to ensure that Minecraft players have a safe and inclusive experience, blockchain technologies are not permitted to be integrated inside our client and server applications. Nor may Minecraft in-game content such as world skins, persona items, uh, or other mods be utilized by blockchain technology to create a scarce digital assets. They go on to say that it um, contradicts with their statement of just have fun. 
and uh, so on and so forth. Now, here's my thought on this. Uh, as totally not a representative of Chocolate Tech trademarked, uh, uh, our goal is definitely not to make a lot of money. But come on, seriously? NFTs are the greatest thing in the world. Sure, the ice caps are melting, but hey. I mean, at least you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I I'm proud of myself. I bought that $13,000 um, certificate of a pillow. I'm proud of myself. I made something in this world. And that is extra heat for the ice caps to melt. Now, unfortunately, some people don't see the value of NFTs, in which I say to them, you're wrong. You're just simply wrong. NFTs are more important than air these days. Take it from a guy who, uh, who burns NFTs every day. The nerve of some people, you know. Paying with your phone is actually a really neat concept. Like, instead of just carrying uh, your credit card, your debit card, or whatever with you all the time, it gets stolen and whatnot, just put it in your phone. Sure, if your phone gets stolen, that, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a big problem, but I mean, it comes, it's way more convenient. Anyways, Google has been trying to test the waters when it comes to uh, these types of applications. I mean, let's face it, Google isn't necessarily known for, you know, getting it right the first time. Uh, Apple, on the other hand, has been doing wonders with, you know, Apple Pay. Uh, Samsung has Samsung Pay, which, you know, exists. Uh, Google has Google Wallet, but they shut it down so they could uh, publish Google Pay. You know, it's pretty much the exact same concept, but now they, they they just renamed it to Google Wallet. So, what is it essentially? It's Google Pay, but with a different name. It's essentially just an update to Google Pay for a lot of uh, regions around the world, but for the US and Singapore, for some reason, Google Wallet will be a separate app. Yes. But it, it just goes to show how uh, important security is these days and how far people are willing to go to make their houses as secure as possible, or anything at this point. Case in point, the NAC1080, a new smart lock that uses NFC technology um, to, you know, verify uh, you, you know, the visitor, to unlock it with a simple smartphone. Now, there are loads of these anywhere you search on the internet, you'll find a lot of them. But what makes this special is that unlike others that use batteries, this one doesn't. It's powered completely by your phone. So essentially what happens is NFC carries just barely enough power to slightly charge or turn on an electronic device. So, case in point, just hold your phone close to the lock for a bit, around like what, 5 to 10 seconds? Uh, so that it unlocks and then powers off again because, you know, it doesn't have a power supply. It's actually quite smart. Um, it, it only uses uh, the power from the phone uh, that's verified. It's a pretty neat idea. Because what happens if, you know, your smart lock just runs out of battery? What's it going to do? Not unlock again? It's a, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a cool concept. But this actually is very useful. Now... Um, let's just take a quick break to talk about, uh, the music industry. One that, uh, I am quite scared of these days. Uh, but uh, let's just talk about, um, the main topic, payment. Now, let's say I'm an artist, uh, and I want, uh, to publish my new single on Spotify or Apple Music or SoundCloud. Now, um, 
the thing is with something like Spotify or Apple Music is they use the pro rata system. So let's say they get money from paid subscribers. They divide the total pile of money. They divide it to whoever, whoever artist gets the most views. So it's uh, divided, you know, depending on how many views or listens uh, the artist got. Even if you've never listened to them, at some point your money goes to them. Something like The Weeknd. Uh, last year I've never even uh, listened to any of their songs. I'm pretty sure some of my Spotify premium money went to them. Unfortunately, this leaves a problem with smaller creators. I love Pupsy. Uh, they made the All-Stars cover purely out of watermelons and I love that. Unfortunately, uh, uh, even though I want to give my premium money to them, they don't get as much as they deserve because I listen to them the most. But I've never listened to Ariana Grande or Billie Eilish or whoever is popular these days. Um, which kind of sucks. Some, same thing with Apple Music. It also uses the pro rata system. Now SoundCloud here has made a big step last year um, with a new payout model. It's essentially the same concept except your money goes to the artists you listen to. Wow, like it's like mind blown. How is this possible? And the good news is Warner Music is about to adopt SoundCloud's payout model for their future licenses, which is great. I love that. So honestly, good news to uh, SoundCloud, like honestly, this is no joke, good news on SoundCloud, uh, good on Warner Music, and good for the smaller artists out there. It's also good for whoever pays, like the subscription services, good on you buddies. Now we're nearing the end of the episode and I have been told by my agent that in order to fit in with the rest of the, the giant streaming shows, uh, I need to just fail the landing of the end. Uh, so here goes, Corsair brings NVIDIA's impressive noise removal f uh, to its IQ and Elgato software. Uh, it's ideal for creators and streamers, um, uh, Corsair is integrating NVIDIA's broadcast audio and video features into its IQ and Elgato software this week. All you need is a compatible headset, microphone or camera and an RTX R NVIDIA RTX GPU. The integrations in IQ, Elgato Wavelink and Elgato Camera Helper are all seamless for features uh, like noise removal and virtual camera background, so you no longer have to use a separate NVIDIA broadcast app. Uh, nearly every Corsair headset that works with IQ will now be able to enable noise removal and uh, room echo removal thanks to the NVIDIA broadcast integration. The NVIDIA broadcast features, uh, features also include video integration for Elgato's camera hub, allowing Elgato facecam owners to easily enable a virtual background feature that eliminates the need for a green screen. Known previously as RTX Voice, NVIDIA's broadcast app has impressed uh, in the past with its ability to process audio and suppress almost all background noise. These Corsair integrations mean you don't have to run the dedicated broadcast app and can simply enable the features from within software you're already using. Uh, it's ideal for streamers and content creators that already rely on Elgato and Corsair hardware. If you own an Elgato uh, microphone that uses Wavelink or El Elgato's Wave XLR interface, you'll also be able to enable NVIDIA's broadcast noise removal feature. Noise removal in Elgato Wavelink uses Virtual Studio Technology VST, so you can ev uh, so you can apply uh, the effect on uh, individual audio challenge uh, channels. Uh, it's also supported in apps like Adobe Premiere Pro. 
uh, audition and uh, Blackmagic De Design DaVinci Resolve. All of the NVIDIA broadcast integration is live now in Corsair's latest IQ and Elgato software update and Corsair has a useful FAQ on uh, the integration right here. This is an article written by Tom Warren for The Verge on July 18, 2022 at 9.59am EDT with two comments. So the lazy writing is done. Now I just have to move on with inconsistent. How can I make a podcast inconsistent? Especially something with news. Wait, hold on. Let me let me think about this for a minute. So that's pretty important. Uh, I hope Samsung does a good job with its event. And um, yeah, let's see here. Our last main topic of the day. Lyft. Apparently they're having uh, some troubles as Lyft Rentals, you know, their current rental service, is shutting down. Which is a shame. I mean, of course, um, it's tough seeing people um, leaving their jobs and whatnot. It was a really cool service. It, it was very cheap and very, very accessible. It's tough. It's tough for Lyft. I doubt it. Okay, looks like the last thing on the checklist is to set up something for the future, which never actually happens. So, I'm proud to announce that in the sequel, uh, or season 2 of Jack Attack, your guide to all things tech, uh, we're going to set up a very, very important character who's going to remain uh, as a permanent um, character in the rest of the Jack Attack IP, even in the other five spin-offs. Uh, hold on, just got a call. So I got back from the call, and season 2... It got cancelled. Uh, and the character I just talked about, yeah, I mean, you're, you're gonna gonna see them. You're just you're not, not gonna know about, you know, their backstories or whatever. We, we still have the spinoffs, so good news. But I'm afraid we'll have to end it here today because our budget is actually very, very low right now. It's dropping by the second. So, um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please pay by check. Please, please, please. We also accept credit, but please, please, please uh, check. Uh, we accept Bitcoin, uh, Dogecoin especially, uh, Ethereum, all the latest NFTs. Uh, we, can, we can take that as well. Uh, thank you guys so much for subscribing to Chocolate Tech, your guide to all things tech premium, all access. And we hope for you to check out our new tier. Check with Tech, you get all things Tech Plus Premium, All Access Prime, Ultimate, Total Tech Pay, new funky mode included, for $299.99 a month. As usual, this is Yusina Azam, signing out. See you.